Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Jersey girl, Karen Civil, and you are checking out Mike Sweeney on Keeping It Basement. How was your Grammy experience at uh, Jay-Z's Rock Nation brunch and uh, Meek Mill's after party with camels, zoo animals? It looked interesting. Um, the, Rock Nation, the Rock Nation brunch is, is always a great experience. Um, this year they used a private residence. Mm-hmm. Um, the furniture was provided by, like, Target Style. You know, the ambiance was nice. He had his cigars, of course. Um, the beverage of choice was Doucet. It was a very intimate setting, not more than, you know, 300 people. Uh, all the music talent that's on Rock Nation was there. So it was a nice mixture of that. It was a nice mixture of, um, of, of everybody, honestly. Um, it's nice to go to events like that, you know, once in a while, to come, me being a blogger in that world, to be able to, you know, sit right next to Rihanna and then, you know, say hello to Jay-Z. So stuff like that is cool. Um, how was the after party? Uh, which after party meets? With the camels. Oh, meet Mel, meet Mel, um, he's, his, you know, when he told me, uh, you know, uh, when he first mentioned that he was going to have a party, you know, um, nothing really surprises me with him because he's always upscale. And he said, you know, I'm going to have tigers, I'm going to have this, I'm going to have that. I didn't necessarily believe him at first, but when I pulled up to the property, um, and I saw, I saw the, the, I'm sorry, the, the lion in the front, that was incredible, and then he had the bikes, he had like these bikes in the front as well, and then in the back, he just had a camel just, just chilling, like he wasn't in a cage or anything, and then he had like belly dancers, he had some people doing some stuff with fire, it was an incredible party. Like, that literally was the highlight of the weekend. Um, and, you know, um, clubs usually close at 1 or 2. His party went to 5 a.m., and so many people were trying to get in, so cops were shutting it down towards the end. But everybody uh, came to this event. It was it was literally incredible. It was one open, big floor of people just having a great time, being exciting, and he, he really he really put it together, and it shows that a lot of people like him. A lot of people literally love that kid, and um, I'm just glad I could I could see that experience and, and, and witness it. Like, he had an incredible party. Was um, Macklemore and Kendrick there? Um, no, Kendrick had his own um, TVE appreciation thing that he was doing. I'm not sure what Macklemore was doing, but he wasn't there. But, you know, Diddy, Nelly... Birdman, Drake, Nikki, um, T.I., uh, Future, Kevin Hart, Ashanti. Good list. Um, what, what do you think about the uh, Kendrick and Macklemore Grammy uh, situation? I mean, I don't, I don't really think I don't really think nothing much of it. I mean, you know, Kendrick had a superb album. But, uh, you know, Macklemore's project was more universal. It, it spoke about what was happening in culture, which, you know, a big part of that was about, you know, human rights. So, you know, um, his, message, his message was universal. Kendrick's was more on the urban side. So, um, you know, given with the folks from, you know, the, the voting judges or whatever on the Grammys, that, that was totally understood. I thought maybe he would have got one. But um, you know, I knew, you know, I I, I knew Macklemore was going to do well. Um, 
you know, his project just speaks on a universal basis. So it works for him. Congratulations. I think he really should stop apologizing. Like, he put out a great album. He shouldn't feel bad. He shouldn't try to appease anybody. He did great work, and he deserves it, no matter what anybody says. If you feel like this was your best effort and you put forward, you know, that it's yours. Yeah, he called Hot 97 and explained the whole situation. He didn't have to do that. I mean, I, I didn't hear the Hot 97 thing, but, like, posting posting the conversation and doing all that, I think that was just too much of being appeasing and trying to downplay his success. Like, you know, like, you don't have to be, you don't have to be super humble in the situation. Like, you, you worked hard. You understand? Like, I've, I've known about him for about two, three years now, and it's just like you've worked hard seeing his situation. If you listen to his album, he can tell you where in his mind state and where he was before and, and, you know, the grind and the process that it took. He, him and Kendrick both worked hard. So, you know, it, this was just his time to get that recognition. Next year will be Kendrick's turn. Who knows? So that's that. Yes. Uh you started up. Tell us a little about the uh, come up. Raised in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Represent. I'm from New Jersey as well. Um, oh, nice. You sent Angie Martinez an email to intern for a show, but uh, it didn't work out. And then Fletch picked you up and started interning with him on uh, the Fletch show, blogging and everything like that. Then you worked with uh, Dipset while attending community college um, in New Jersey. How was that whole experience? Um, it was it was definitely an experience because you know I didn't know what was next. You know, uh, I know I wanted to be in, I know I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I know I didn't sing. I know I didn't rap. I know I just wanted to be in entertainment, and I was going to figure it out. At that time, I didn't feel like what I wanted to do was created yet, so it was a big question mark. You know, I know I wanted to do something with strategy, marketing, and digital media, and that's kind of what I'm doing now, so I kind of feel like I created my job. Or my career. You know what you know what I like about you? You always find you always find the right time to get out of a situation. Like you knew it was your time to go at uh Funk Black Interning. You knew when dip sets fell apart it was time to go and you like you get more creative and you do something better than you did the like the first time. You know, you don't stick around. Yeah, no, it's 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 knowing what's next in your career. It's not really about not sticking around, but it's knowing when to move on, when to you know, this is the end of one chapter, when to move on to the next. Yeah, and you built your own brand, which is I respect that. That's cool. Thank you very much. Um, so you helped Flex out understanding the importance of social media and helped them with inflexitrust.com? Um, yeah, you know, getting that call from Flex saying, you know, he wanted to start a site, he wanted to he wanted to be in that realm was exciting for me because, you know, it's it's great to be able to help him do that. He he gets it. He gets, you know, he has to be on the next wave. He has to be moving on to the next thing. And it's been working for him. Yeah. I had an interview well, uh, the other night with uh, Tat and Dunkin' Donuts next to the Hot 90 station, uh, Hot 97 station, uh, for Inflex We Trust. So I was just asking. I thought it was cool. I, I told him in the email, I go, I know I don't know you very well, but I, I told him in the email, my ideal dream is to be in the position that Karen Civil was in where she got to blog and be on your show. And they looked at me like I was crazy. Cool. Uh, just like chat, and like, like they looked at me like, uh, and they're like, because I guess they didn't know, like, how do I know about you and your story? And I, because I, 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 like, oh, okay. I thought it was inspirational. Which, <clears throat> uh, which, which I, which I appreciate a lot. <laughs> and, uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, and in the same position as you with Angie Martinez in a way. 
But, you know, your goal is to help people in the industry and all that. And I was saying, going back to the Andrew Martinez internship, I can relate that. I had an interview with DJ Wonder for Sway in the morning. I didn't get a call back to work with them. Maybe Sway was in a bad mood from the Kanye interview. Yeah, who knows? You know, every every situation, you know, um, you know, you put your best foot forward. If it doesn't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You go on to the next thing. But as as long as you know, you put your heart into it, and you tr- you try your best. You know, sometimes it's not going to be the situation for you. Sometimes it's not going to make sense. Sometimes it's not meant to happen now. There are a lot of things, you know, like when I first worked with Flex. And it's like, hey, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. He was like, no, no, no. And a few years later, we got to work on those things together. Certain things aren't meant to happen when we want them to. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, this was popped in my head. I thought it was funny. You were in the, I was watching old interviews. You were in, the, you were in uh, Jim Jones, We Fly High. You were singing? Yeah. Funny. And then recently, Fast New Mixtape, all I asked was for you, the same respect I'd be giving you. If not, my boy will put the beat down your car and silly you. How'd that make you feel? Um, that was, that, that was, that was actually kind of dope because it's, it's funny because, you know, I always, I always send, um, I always send <clears throat> him product. It's like for him to say that, you know, he's a punchline king. He's always relevant with the culture. Yeah. And, and you know, it, it, it worked. I mean, it definitely worked. It definitely worked. It was, it was an honor. It was great. You know, I had some people say my name in songs before, but this was just like, this was just super dope. People really know this one. This is like, I think like the third or fourth time someone said my name, but this one really stands out with everyone. Yeah. Um, going back to your first interviews, was it Dylon for making the band, right? But the most memorable one was upcoming mm-hmm. interviews. Um. Um, I think that was like my first. That was like my first little interview. Um, the Drake one was also great. What was your question again? I'm sorry. Okay, I was just saying like your first interviews. They were dialing for making the band, and then Drake at, uh, right across the street from Penn Station at the Starbucks. Yeah, those were definitely my first two interviews, and another one was with Olivia. Um, yeah, you know those were those were interesting. Those were interesting times. You know, those are people. Like Dylan, I knew off of I think Facebook. Yeah, from Facebook, Drake. I I, I knew who Drake was because he used to come to the office all the time. This is when he had the replacement girl song and Dipset. Uh, Jim Jones' office used to be in Atlantic, so I used to see him, um, and I was just a fan because I used to watch the Grassy. And um, yeah, and then Olivia. I just always liked Olivia. I just always thought she was the standout cool chick from G-Unit, so it just made sense. I just tried to do interviews early on with people that I thought was cool and it made sense. And, you know, it, it, it worked out. So being able to interview people like J-Rock, yeah. um, Nipsey, who else was there? Drake, um, a few a few more other people. But it was just, it's just, it, it was just great to to get them early on and to just show them that love. Um, since you started out uh, helping them out early on, do they still continue to support and uh, rock with you? Like Jay Cole, um, Drake? Yeah, I mean, there are those people, you know, you, you, you know, I, I can't, ex- I can't expect people to have the same, um, you know, have the same, I don't, I want to say like vibes and, and return the same thing, return the same love I show. There are people that I'll continuously rock with, and there are people who forget. 
you know, it's, it's, it's nothing I care about. Like I saw Drake the other night. It was great. I don't really speak to Cole too much. Is, is it a big deal? No. You know, I'm always going to be happy. I don't, I don't do things, I don't do things or show love for artists for anything in return. So, um, you know, there are people I still speak to. There are people I don't. It's, you know, it's, it's not a big thing. It's really the circle. It's, it's, it's just like the circle of life. And, you know, more power to them, more power to me. Uh, so who, what artists are you supporting today? Like up um, let's see. I love, I love, uh, SZA, SZA, SZA. I always say it wrong. Um, from TDE. I absolutely love her. She just recently, hmm? recently got signed. Yeah, you know, she's a Jersey native. We have the same birthday. And I just love her, so I'm just saying her right now. Yeah. Um, also, you said, uh, I was reading something, you said, just to make a point that you were just talking about, you're not useful if you're not being used in this industry. What did you exactly mean by that? I mean, like, you're not you're not useful if you're not like you're not useful if you're not useful. They're just you know you're it's either you're an asset or you're a liability. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I look at life. Somebody's either going to be an asset or a liability. Which one are you? So you know, given with my website and all the different things that I do, I think I am an asset to certain people. You know, um, yeah, it's just. Uh, that's just the way I look at it. You're either an asset, we can help each other, we can grow, you know, not even in a business aspect, in a personal aspect, in a mutual, mutual respect for one another, that type of vibe, or your liability is just like you're somebody who's in my way and i got to get you out of my way. I was, when I was in college, before I like, had the plan to do all this, like I started a blog uh, last year, a radio show, but before that, mm-hmm. prior, before prior, I was really like um, antisocial and I was looking at people in the industry who are like who are like very successful at it and whatnot, and I came about your page on this like American Dream magazine, and you had all these motivational things, and then I followed you on Twitter, and then you would have like the Liz Civil stuff, and I remember your tweet, shyness, don't let your uh, shyness conquer your flyness, and then I I read about you, and you were known as the anti-social girl in the social world. Can you explain? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm, I am, I am a very anti-social person. You know, people people who know me say, you know, she's hard to read. You probably don't understand. She's very quiet. She's to herself. That is true. If I don't have to be at something, I'm usually home right now, like I am right now, with my dog reading a book on the Internet or just watching, you know, Monk. <clears throat> but, again, you know, on the Internet and when I'm at events, I know a lot of people. It seems I'm very social. So yes. I am the anti-social girl in a very social world. <laughs> And, you know, I, I, I have my moments. I have my moments. I make it work, and I'm very introverted, so I make it work. And then I give as much as I can, and then, you know, I go home. <laughs> so to be where you are now, did you have to come out of your comfort zone? You definitely have to come out of your comfort zone with everything that you do. You know, you got to test the waters with everything that you do. You can never be too complacent, and you can never be too comfortable. Yeah. Don't ever let the two seeds hit you. Complacent and comfortable. Terrible. Two terrible things to be. Yeah. I know you're uh, not big on the going out on the parties unless it benefits you, like, work in some way, whether it be the blog or media or advertising and whatnot. I don't want to say it just like that. It benefits me as in if my friend, my friend is having something, I'll go. 
But I'm not just going to go, like, I'm not just going to, people just go to the club just to go to the club. I'm I'm not one of those. I don't like the club, really. I'm more low-key. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not one of those at all. At all. Yeah, because at a time I had doubts about being in this profession, in this industry, you know, up and coming. But then I would always relate to your story and see, like, how far you made it and everything, all the motivational stuff you put on that. I don't know what it was, some type of magazine I read in college, like, a couple, like, two years ago, a year ago, that you did. I don't know what it was, American Dream, maybe? Yeah, it was American Dream. Um, that was, like, my first real issue. Um, that was, like, my first real big look, and they put me on the cover, which was dope. Um, Yeah. You had that contest on your Instagram, and I wrote about the Beastie Boys, and I lost. What contest was it? For something like what artists, like, I don't know, something about how, what you get out of an artist and, like, why, and Kendrick Lamar won, Kendrick Lamar fan. And I wrote about the Beastie Boys, I lost. Oh, okay, I don't even remember. I just randomly do contests when I don't have, um, when I have stuff, I don't, I want to... Sometimes I feel like I have way too much stuff, and there are other people. Like, I don't want to just be on Instagram flossing. Uh, just give people the opportunity to have it. I don't even remember that contest. And I don't even remember what it was for, but it was obviously for something. I, I was like, I don't need this. Somebody else does. Yeah. Um, so who is one of the most, most down-to-earth rappers that you chill with? Uh, Mac Miller, Meek, Pusha, Nipsey, Q, Kendrick. Someone you go out with and kick it with and always have a good time. Um... Me and me and Mac are really me and Mac are really good friends. I haven't seen him in a while, and I have you know we have to talk about that. But um, recently, I've been like um, I, I think I, I I I hang with I hang with Meek more than anything. Um, you know, he's in another world. I'm in another world. He is just a really positive person. He's a young. He has that young spirit, and he's a great person. Him and his team, they're just like great people. It's because they're from Philly, I'm from Jersey, they know the hustle, just just the bustle of it all to just be great, you know. Um, so I, I just love the energy they give off. I just think they're wonderful guys, just him in general too. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's really who I, you know, on my downtime, who, I, who I've been kicking it with most recently is me. He hustled for years. He was, he was on the underground for a while. He had breaks forever in Philly. I remember his uh, mixtapes and those DVDs. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I first saw Meek uh, for when MMG first started. I went to Delaware Homecoming, and it was Wale was opening up, followed by Meek Mill, and then Ross was closing. And that's where they all met, and that's where it started. Oh, so who? That's, where, that's when he had the song, My Red Rose, the, the, the red song, and my diamonds are blue, da 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 That was big. That was big, like, in that area. So, like, when he came out, the whole place went crazy for him. That one when T.I. Uh, was going to sign him and then something happened? Where he was going to be with Grant Hustle? He was on um, I'm not sure. No, I'm not, I, don't, I don't even remember that, but I just know that's where MMG started in Delaware. Yeah. Um, mm. I was going to ask you, who was real serious in the studio? Like, someone you could hardly talk to? It's just straight business, and you sit back and listen to their new music coming out. Is somebody you said, I just listened to their music? You're in the studio, like you're in the studio with Jeezy, like is it straight business and serious, or are you guys like talk and hang out? It's like someone who's really serious in the studio, like a workaholic. Oh, um, I mean, oh, well, Jeezy's another person I've recently been hanging with. Um, uh, Jeezy is definitely a workaholic. 
YG is a workaholic. Mm -hmm. uh, J. Mustard is a workaholic. Those three are really workaholics. Mm -hmm. Definitely DJ Mustard. He's always, anytime I see him, it's just like he's, he's, he's running up on somebody. If he knows somebody's session is somewhere nearby, session nearby, he's like, listen, go finish that song. Let's get this done. Let's do this. He's a workaholic. That's funny. Um, so you're, let's talk about it a little bit. One million views, well, one million plus views per month. What are your keys to social media success? Um, I just think about things that I think people will care about, you know, from music, entertainment, to lifestyle. I just share news that I think, you know, that people will want to know. Do you ever have a dilemma reporting, like, negative news, like stories that make people look bad? Because I know you're about positivity and good karma, live civil and whatnot. Is it yeah. hard? I mean, it, it does. It does happen. I let the I let the person know in advance, like, hey, I gotta post this story, our feelings, no, whatever, and they're usually okay with that. Didn't your site hit heavy traffic back in the day when you posted about Waka Flocka getting robbed in New York City? Uh, yeah, that was that was super big for me, and and unfortunately, it was like, yeah, yeah. Not, that was one of them. And the guy who robbed Leslie emails me as well, and I, I didn't want to turn it that. Like I want to turn it, you know, when the store. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it was like breaking out a lot. All right. Um, when when Lil Wayne was locked up, you helped build a fan site. Uh, that was a creative idea, by the way. How did you uh, come about? How It was really, it was really uh, his idea, but I don't think he really knew it. He wanted to figure out a way to. He wanted to figure out a way to, uh, you know, keep in contact with his fans and have direct conversation. You know, let them know what's going on with him, what he's working on. So, uh, I said it just made sense to create Weezy. Thank you. Yes. And um, and it worked. I mean, it worked. It was his way because he couldn't write back to every single body, um, to every person. So he would just write these letters, and it worked out great. Mm -hmm. um, what about the uh, five positive things that you're grateful each night activities? Good idea. What other activities or stuff do you do to, like, remain positive and not so stressed out at certain times? Um, I, have a, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of words all over the place, all over my, all over my uh, law. So a few of them right now, screw perfection, rejoice, pray, give, be patient, fuck perfect, good things come to those who wait or those who are willing to get up and get shit done, life, love yourself. So that's just in one area. So I just have positive words all over the place. And then I have a blessing jar. So every everything I see as a blessing or a good thing that happens, I put it in the jar. Hey, I gotta do something like that for pops. Sometimes it's hard, you know. You have your down days. It's, you gotta remain positive, though. Yeah, I definitely. You know, if there is a down day, I go get my blessing jar and I just count my blessings. I just count all the wonderful things that have happened so far in in 2014. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you can't get a break though? Because you're always like you're the working. You know, you're working, you're doing events, and then you fly out to somewhere, and you do something else. It's like it's non non going, non stop. Um. I mean, it, it it comes it comes with the territory. I, I I find ways to get to get breaks in between stuff, but it definitely it comes with the territory. You know, this is 
this is what I asked for. So, planning you're the digital media manager for Beats by Dre. How did that opportunity present itself? A few years ago, I was out for All Star. They asked me to um, they asked me to make a headphone. I did. They gave me some product. I gave it to like Drake, not Drake. I gave it to uh, Cole and a few other people. They saw that. And, um, you know, they knew who I was about. They looked me up, and then they thought it would be great for me to join the team. But it's been a great experience. What is one qualifier for the current Civil Beats package? I always see everyone stunning on my Instagram. Um, I mean, it's, it's not really a current Civil thing. It's, it's, it's an influencer thing. It's, it's usually people, you know, who are vested in the culture, rappers, singers, kind of things like that. Up with uh, Civil Clothing, you're part something with that owner? Yeah, I mean it's it's Omar, it's it's um it's Mike, it's I mean it's Michael, it's a few people who who work to get this done. You know, I'm 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 honestly just a, a, a small part of it because they they handle all the things because I can't give it the full attention it needs. They handle a lot of a lot of the bulk of the work, but um you know it's about celebrating the difference. It's about celebrating life, and that's what civil is all about: being civil. Yeah, I got the, uh, on Karma Loop, I got the Vicious Gear with the number 80. I got the shirt, the sweater. Ladies love it. Well, the number 8, because 8 is my favorite number. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, ladies, the ladies love it. Uh, I look like a pimp in the shirt. Listen, I like the brand. Thank you. Um, so a lot of people in your position would stun so hard, but why are you, how are you so down to earth and why are you so hard? I have, I have no choice, though, because I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm where I want to be yet. Um... And when I am, the things that I, you won't ever catch them on Instagram. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not where I really want to be yet. So it, it still takes time. And um, I, I honestly have no choice. It's always been instilled in me to be a humble individual and and to just be this way. I just, my parents raised me this way. Nice. You're in, like, Carson Daly, Angela Yeh, Funk Flex, uh, Angie Martinez. Yeah, um up to an industry. How did they help you? Um, you know, just just they didn't even have to do much. It's just, you know, the the way the way, you know, they maneuvered with their careers, the choices they've made, the things they've done, the doors they've opened. So, you know, letting me know that anything is possible. When yeah. I look at them, anything is possible. The things that they envisioned and wanted for themselves. They did it, and it lets me know that I can do it as well. Exactly, yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Jersey girl, Karen Civil, and you are checking out Mike Sweeney on Keeping It Basement. <laughs>